You're listening to The People's Wrestling Podcast with your host, Ali Bunker. Yes, hello and welcome to another episode of The People's Wrestling Podcast. And I am your host, as always, Ali Bunker. I say always. Sometimes my uh, co-hosts like to fill in for me when I'm off gallivanting. I'm not going to say where. I'm not going to say how awesome it was, by the way. Uh, I'm joined this week by Aiden Bunker. Aiden, how are you? I'm all right. Good, good. Mm. Um, that's as I've expected <laughs> to come from you. Um, we're also joined this week by, over the phone by Matt Bumby. Matt, you doing all right? Or are you doing better than I right? am? Good. You good? You good? Um, are we all slightly more awake than the crowds that roar this week? Hmm. Debatable. Mm. That's just that's me being a member of that crowd, yeah, just like just complete mm. apathy. Oh yeah, we're getting four of the best wrestlers in the world. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever, man. That was actually a really good episode of Raw. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. I reckon Vince planted them. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> paid them all. It's like just don't. I reckon Raw wasn't even noise. supposed to be in Lafayette. They were. All... There's some crowd just got a live show and were like. <laughs> this is supposed to be raw. Expect- yeah, they're expecting a theatre production or something, and all these wrestlers come out. Either that or it's a crowd full of uh, all the AEW fans who hate WWE. Yeah, and, and want it to die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, well, this, you know, speaking of AEW, um, and I feel like this is going to be a pretty constant theme running throughout the podcast for the next few months. Um, a lot of rumours circling around again about potential departures from WWE and joining AEW. And there's one today who's been confirmed to have asked for their release, at least, from WWE. Uh, we don't know whether it's been accepted or anything yet, yeah, right? They don't have to grant it. Yeah. Um, and that would be Ty Dillinger. Um, Fuck it, Ty Dillinger. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> Going to be honest, not a massive loss for me. No, as, as much of a, a fan... As I was of him in NXT. Seems to be a common thing. Like, I was never... I was never like, wow, Ty Dillinger has to be on the main roster and he has to be given a title or anything like that. It was just kind of like, yeah, he's a good hand in NXT. But he was yeah. always in that that gatekeeper position where yeah. it was like, all the new people who come into NXT face him first. And a bit like um, Cash's owner or something. Yeah like, like, yeah, like he is now. Yeah. Um, so I was never, like, clamouring for him to really be on the main roster because... Mm. Yeah, I didn't really have much faith that they would do much with him. Yeah. And yeah, he just seemed turns to out, Turns out they've done fuck all. Fallen by the wayside. <laughs> I could probably count on two hands, probably, in the matches that I've seen him have on SmackDown. I should have done the tenure, right? The matches that I've seen him have on SmackDown, um, or at least I can remember. Um, it's been that, we had one with Nakamura. And he had one with Randy Orton. Or, yeah. Maybe a couple with Randy Orton, maybe, which obviously... Probably Did had the... one when he first came in. <laughs> that was about it. I know he was in a Royal Rumble. <laughs> he was in two. <laughs> two and he came Royal in Rumbles. a ten back-to-back, which yeah. is not predictable at all. <laughs> um, but that was it. Completely uneventful run for Ty Dinger. I guess disappointing. A bit of a shame, because he's been, like, in terms of de- developmental-wise, he's been with the company for, like, 13, 14 years or something. Yeah, a long time. Um, he was Stan. He was Stan. Um... But yeah, no, so he tweeted out, and I think today's actually his birthday, so I don't know if we woke up before. No, I think it... Uh, was it yesterday? I think it might have been yesterday. Okay. I've seen a post, but I think it was yesterday or Monday. Yeah. Um, 
whatever way, he's he's decided that he he doesn't want to be in WWE. I've got his message if you want to. I was actually going to try and find it. it then. I couldn't find it. I gave up. So, okay. so he's come out and said before the rumours begin to spread, let me set things straight ahead of time. This evening, I requested my release from WWE. In the past five and a half years of them, so I'm guessing he must have some kind of gap in the middle. Um, I've seen and done some wonderful things, things that I'm very proud of and will never forget. I have met and worked with unquestionably some of the greatest talent on this earth, and the pleasure has been all mine. I feel at this time, this decision, as extremely difficult as it was, is what's best for myself and WWE. I wish to continue to grow as a performer and offer those paying hard-earned money to watch a show that I'm performing on a little more of myself. To the male and female locker rooms, coaches and producers, the production and ring crew, all the way up to the very top of WWE and most of all the fans, I wish you all the very best and thank you from the bottom of my heart for everything. So it didn't really seem like any real kind of... Bitterness. Bitterness. Bore off your fucking knob. <laughs> you talking to me? Or... <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess things seem to be departed on, on good terms. If, if they grant his release, like, I can't see any reason why they wouldn't. Let's face it, no. he's not a massive, valuable asset to them. I mean, d- I saw about a week ago, I think he did a Q&A or something on Twitter, mm. and someone asked him, um, have you tried, have you thought about going back down to NXT? Mm. And he just responded with, I've tried. Mm. And that was that. Um, so, yeah, kind of a shame, but at the end of the day... He wouldn't survive in NXT now. Yeah. I, mean, I think... <sighs> He is a good wrestler. Like, let's put it like lightly. He's let's not put it lightly. Sorry, he's he's a good wrestler. He's a decent wrestler, at least. Um, he's a good hand. He's, and he's capable of putting on a good match with someone else who's also a really good wrestler. So, I mean, in that in, in that sense, I feel like he he could do well back in NXT as his current character. But it's just like, I think the character no. was such a short lived gimmick. Like, it wasn't going to yeah. stay over for forever. I mean, based on that two finger movement, like calling yourself happy. a perfect ten is all well and good, but if you don't win, if you don't win any matches, yeah. Like, um, and also his birthday just gone the other day. He's thirty eight now. Yeah. Which is probably older than you would expect. Yeah, it is actually. Uh, so it's like if he's really going to do anything, so I guess it's kind of now or never. So understandable um, for him, I think. Um, if it. That's obviously the decision he's made, and I'm sure he hasn't taken the decision lightly. Let's face it, you don't want to leave a massive company like WWE yeah, without giving it a lot of Guaranteed thought. money. and Yeah. Um, there's but, probably a lot of people who would just sit by, but... Yeah, but what I found out today, and I guess I don't know if you guys knew it already, but him and Cody Rhodes are apparently really good friends. Yeah, I didn't know until... I'd seen... Oh, shit, sorry. I'd seen well, that tweet that you'd sent from, mm-hmm. I think it was Ryan... Ryan Satin, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I I'd it seen was. that about an hour before you'd sent it. Mm. Um, and yeah, apparently they're good friends and they tried to start up a, a kind of faction or team before. Yeah, I googled that. Um, and it's, it seems like, well, it, it was rumoured, there was nothing concrete that ever happened, but there was um, a photo of um, him, Cody Rhodes, and Tyler Breeze uh, in front of a green screen. I've seen that. Um, I've seen that before. And um, Ty Dinger tweeted out at the time, like in three separate tweets, he tweeted um, Perfect 10, Pretty, and Dashing, dashing. as in Dashing Cody Rhodes. This is that time when Cody Rhodes was actually Stardust as well. Mm. Um, it doesn't surprise me that he was trying to get away from, <laughs> get that, away from even that. Even if he has game. to attach himself to Ty Dinger. And, <laughs> and, and it's also about a time, I think, when Tyler Breeze was in NXT. Um, so it would have been a call up. They're all dressed in suits well, and look pretty NXT. serious, so. 
Yeah, I mean, there was potentially a chance that they might have asked for a faction to be formed. It could have just been like a promo shot for something. I don't know. Like a Be A Star campaign. <laughs> well, we've seen things like that in the past where they've briefly tried out something, but it never made it to TV. Same yeah. with like how they shot vignettes of Evolution with Mark Jindrak. Yeah, that's in true. In place of Batista, but it never actually happened on TV. Well, that was a good swap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how bitter must Mark Jindrak be? I imagine. Especially with where Batista is now. Because I saw Batista put a tweet out earlier saying he was doing some... This is really boring. But he was doing some shopping for his new bathroom. <laughs> and some woman behind him gave him um, some vouchers and coupons. And he was like, thanks to the old lady, I saved over 124 bucks. And like, I promised that I would uh, do a good deed and pass it forward or whatever. I was like, as if... <laughs> like, if I was in that position, I'd be like, thanks, but I'll just pay for your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, fucking Dave Batista. So... Yeah. yeah. Tide Ninja. Tide Ninja. So, yeah, we've probably spent more time on Tide Ninja than we've ever spent. But, yeah, on the, on the podcast, And it's, it's obviously a shame for him that he's in situations uh, that, you know, seems to be the termination of his contract. Maybe, maybe not. Probably. Um, but you know chances are he'll be heading to aid. If, if his release was granted today, hmm. his 90 day no complete no compete clause would expire on the 22nd of May oh, right. which is three days before mm. all or nothing there you go I think that tells you all you need to know uh, I think see. it also says that if you if any more news comes out about people requesting their release in the next couple of days chances are they're going to AEW mm. um, although the rumour mill will never stop with that no it never unfortunately. will unfortunately um, John Cena would come out and be like, I'm retiring, by the way, guys. Yeah. And he'd be like, no. No, no, no you're not. No, you're going to AW to join your friends. They're not your friends. Um, <laughs> Could you imagine? Just Gina John Cena being in AW. <laughs> um, no, I couldn't imagine that. But yeah, so that's Ty Dinger's story. I think, um, final word on that, not bothered. No. Unfortunately for time. Unfortunately. He may be really great, we've just never really seen him. I know Matt's devastated, which is why he's acting like he doesn't care. Yeah, it's, it's really hurt. It's a deflection know. tactic. Yep. <laughs> Couldn't give a left bollock. Right, well, we're talking about stuff that we could give a left bollock about. Uh, Elimination Chamber, which usually, let's face it, is a B-level pay-per-view. Um, but actually this year, I thought it was really good. I thought it was one of the best pay-per-views I've seen in a long time. Yeah, I thought it was fair to Midland for the most part. I was impressed, actually, by the... I wasn't disappointed by anything apart from the length of one of the matches. Which match are you specifically referring to? Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, Um, yeah, that was the only match I didn't actually enjoy. But that that was always built for the, the preceding... Yeah, exactly. Segment. It so. could have even been. Yeah, quite but short. I felt that they could have given Ruby Ryan a little bit. Like, they could have given us some offensive. You know what I mean? It was one minute and thirty seconds. They might as well have just not had the match yeah. and just have have Ronda in a segment, have her call out Charlotte, yeah. or have them do a contract signing or something. Um, it would seem like a bit of a waste. Someone's been listening to another podcast this week. To to have. <laughs> to How have, dare you! It just didn't make sense for them to then do that same match the next night. And have Ruby do a million times better. Yeah. Like when you think of it in case Logically, terms, you think, what's changed? Yeah. It's been 25 hours. Well, like she got beaten up by, got beaten by up a by, crutch, yeah. but... Not by a crutch, by Becky Lynch wielding a crutch, <laughs> but... Kill Becky. Kill Becky. Um, but yeah, 
so the pay-per-view as a whole, I was actually really impressed with. I was really actually impressed by the women's tag team elimination chamber match. Like it wasn't a classic. It wasn't a match of the year contender. It was a but slow it burner. It was a lot well. smoother and a lot less clusterfucky. Yeah, than but that's, I was that's what we said last week. That well, you the said first, it, the you first said like it the case to fight. all over it. Yeah, because you just got 12, 12 people. Even yeah, even like, twelve accomplished male wrestlers is going to be a bit how of a many? Uh, eight of which had never been in the chamber. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it just like it it needed a team or two to be eliminated before the final team had come in. Yeah, which it did, which did happen. Um, but yeah, it was better than I thought it was going to be. It started off a bit kind of slow, hmm. but yeah, it definitely peaked. Yeah, it definitely did. I think um, in terms of the match itself and the way it was laid out I think they probably did it in the best way they could I, I think that I couldn't have laid it out any better in terms of having Sasha and Bailey start off with Mandy and Sonya and then them being the last and two and then being the last two as well because it's even was played on the fact that like the Elimination Chamber is such a big thing that if you've been in it before you have such an advantage because those were the two teams or four people who had been in it before which they didn't I, I don't really remember the commentators mentioning too much about that specific scenario well they meant them being the last four Mandy and Sonya made a deal of it in their promos and stuff but Sasha and Bailey never really mentioned it and, mm. and you kind of forgot that like actually they were in the match last year too and, and I, they were a pretty big part of it so, some of the things that I didn't quite like was um, it was, it was mainly the, the Carmella and Naomi their entrance because they're the first people coming in and it's the fucking elimination chamber which none of them which neither of them had been in before yeah and they just come out dancing and skipping straight there was like no sign of trepidation from them at all yeah and you know you typically you get the people they'll stop and have a stare at it and they'll look around like the iconics did it um it just felt a bit like no they're not taking it serious well i mean I agree and I disagree at the same time. I loved their entrance because I wasn't expecting it to be. The entrance nice. was really <laughs> cool. Yeah. I like that bit of I it. Like, it's just... They even did the slide down the ramp together. Yeah. Carmella didn't quite go as far. <laughs> um, but yeah, she uh, slid down the ramp like she slid into Corey's relationship. <laughs> oi, oi. Now, now. Um, We're going to stay away from that topic. <laughs> Who says we should stay away from it? It's wrestling news. Yeah, to be fair, I don't really have any intention of it. Or just apparently it's not. Well, who knows? Who knows what to believe anymore, eh? But anyway, back to Elimination Chamber, the actual matter at hand. Um, I, I love the entrance. I Because I didn't expect it. I kind of just thought, like, Naomi would do her dance They'll and do stuff. Their two and Carmella entrances. would do, like, her moonwalk and then they'd just walk down. But then I was like, the dance looks really cool together. And then they stood down and they were both in match, like, glowing gear. I thought it was cool. But then you're right. I feel like they could have been made a bit more of a deal about the first. Firstly, the tag team belts. And I know they went up to it and posed with it and stuff. But then also the actual chamber itself. Yeah. Um, I mean, I did like the pretty much... I can't remember Naya and, uh, and Tamina's, but pretty much every team had matching gear. Yeah. Especially the, the Iconics. I mean, theirs was good. Tamina just had a normal gear just on and Naya black, had a normal gear on. Black trousers. They're both black, black, vest, black gear, right? So. Normal, I don't know. Just... Boring. But yeah, um, I thought the match itself was really good, and I like I predicted Bailey and Sasha, uh, well Sasha and Bailey to give them their proper name. Um, I didn't agree with them winning, but I just thought that I just knew that it would. A new WWE would go that route. Yeah, looking back on it now, I might start changing the way I'm doing the predictions because I I'm, I try to do mine not based on necessarily what I want to see, but based on what I think would be the best story going forward. Yeah. But that's not what they do. No. That's not what they do. 
Um, and then undoubtedly, and Matt, you might disagree, um, Bailey and Sasha winning the titles at Mania is a much bigger, more interesting story than winning at Elimination Chamber. I know they want to give the first titles to... That's why, that's why I didn't pick them, because I thought that's, that's what they're going to do. They're going to do that at Mania. That's going to be their big win. But so I feel like this is a constant theme running throughout, especially Bailey's career. Whereby she will win, she won the, she title, won the, won the women's title, and then defended it at WrestleMania. Like, I know she got a big reaction when she won it on Raw. I saw that a video of that the other day. I think it might have been because it was what two years on. Yeah, it's two years to the day. Um, and I know she got a big reaction at the time, but like, how big would that be reaction have been had she won it at WrestleMania? Same for Naomi. Yeah, it happened to Naomi as well. She beat Alexa Bliss at Elimination Chamber. I think it was. Um, for the title, injured herself, gave it up, and then I think she won it again. And then was fit enough in time for Mania. For Mania. So, you know, she just lost to Alexa and then won it at Mania in her hometown. Like, <laughs> how much of a better story would that have been? And they seem to, it seems to be a case that they do this. With, it seems to be the women, I don't know, who feel vic- full victim to it. Maybe they just don't put enough thought into that story or those stories. Maybe. I don't know. But the story of Sasha Bailey winning it yeah, I think they're just so keen to get all these first devers out yeah, that get... they, they don't always put the most amount of thought into the fallout of the first ever bit. Do you think they were worried about giving something so sort of important to Nia Jax and to Mina? Potentially. Uh, like they're Worried about the backlash. Yeah, because I mean... The, 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 I the, wouldn't have given it to them. It's the kind of backlash... Well, I know you wouldn't. <laughs> it's the kind of backlash that you should get. The people you don't like have won the title and you're unhappy about it. And you're it. desperate for them to lose it. That's the that's the point. But people will just be like, oh, they've given them to Nia Jackson to me now, so we don't care about the titles anymore. It's pointless. Yeah. Um, and I can understand their thinking. If that's Nia I mean. just won it because she's the Rock's cousin. But at the same time, there were three other teams in that match, who, all of whom, maybe not Carmella and Naomi, could have laid claim to legitimately being good title holders, you know? Yeah. I guess they just didn't want to give it to heels because it creates that feel-good factor with the first ever title. And then Carmella and Naomi aren't going to win it, especially after the week they both had. And, Jeez, um, it couldn't have been any worse timing. Yeah. And, um, you know, Bailey and Sasha and Bailey would have, were a very popular choice. I just can't believe it turned out that Naomi and Jimmy were sort of trying to get themselves fired so they can go to AEW. <laughs> I know, what a first impression that makes to your new company. I know. Let's get ourselves arrested. In order to get our release from our current pro wrestling contract to sign, so that no you can sign us. Yes, can't believe it. Can't believe they do that. Anyway, uh, but so I was quite pleased. Matt, what did you make of the match as a whole? I thought it was really good. Uh, I didn't hope <laughs> these first ever bullshit uh, always has the thing for me of it's going to be a bit shit. The first time ever they've done this, but actually. They they knocked it out of the park. It was a really good, really good match. I think it's because they build them up so much. They constantly talk about first time ever, first time ever, first time ever. By the time it happens, I'm already bored of it because they over advertise it. Yeah. But then when it happens, I'm like, oh yeah, like they're actually good at doing this wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Thing. Oh yeah, that wrestling thing. That that they're. Because I think I, I thought that about the, the the women's elimination chamber last year. I can't remember too much about it, but I remember coming away thinking, oh, that was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I think it was, yeah, I think it's always been a risk that they take when they do these first first time ever I stuff. 
the only problem with it is I don't know where it can go. Yeah, it's really good. Conf- I don't no... know where the tactical division can go. Exactly, there's, there's been no clarification right. or detail up as to what actually goes on with these titles. And all it is is, oh, we have titles now. And they haven't con- told us how they're going to be defended. Or is it going to be dual-branded? Yeah. I mean... It's crying out that it's going to be on the kickoff show at Mania. And also, there isn't a lot of scope for growth in that division. I mean, you can add a whole load of women tag teams in, but essentially they're all... A lot of the teams are made up of thrown together tag teams. Like yeah. I mean, Sarah Logan, Sarah Logan, and Liv Morgan are part of a stable. You would expect at some point that stable would break up. The Iconics are going to be intrinsically linked all the time. I think that's 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 a given. But Sasha and Bailey are big single stars in their own right, and that will need to change at some point. Whether they either go down the tag team route for a long time, or it's just a temporary thing that starts a rivalry. I don't know. Mm. Uh, Nia Jax and Tamina are the same. Nia Jax is a big single star. Um, she ain't going to be in a tag team forever. So where you know, unless they bring in a bunch of new tag teams who specifically are tag teams, then yeah, cause, I mean, you know, even, what's the division going to be? Even like people are saying, um, Shirai and Kyrie Sane. Yeah, but Kyrie Sane and, and but they're, both they're, actually are they're too good. two singles star. Like, I know they've teamed in the past in before WWE, but they're two singles stars. Um, I guess you've got Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox that we haven't seen as a team in WWE hardly. Mm. Um, so yeah, there's there's not really a lot where they can where they can go. Yeah, I know. I don't, it seems it's it's just it's obviously a welcome addition to the roster in terms of the the belts being added and the division being created. People are excited about it, so that's fine. But I just feel a little bit like, how long is this going to last for? Just give us some details at least. Yeah, well, when's it going to be defended? Imagine at, each, at pay-per-views it'll be defended exclusively. Cause... But it's like, how do you build up a feud? Because Sasha mm. and Bailey are, as it stands, exclusive to Raw. Yeah. So... There just seems to be a weird crossover period that we're in at the Yeah, so, like, it's, so they, they say they feud with Tamina and Nijax, beat them at Fastlane or whatever, mm. and then... Would they go, all right, now it's our month on SmackDown, or yeah. do the Iconics appear on a ref sort of Raw? Yeah. Like, it's, I don't really see how it's going to play out. No, it's this difficult. But fair play to them all. They put on a really good match. Um, you could tell at the end that Bailey completely had nothing prepared for the post-match interview. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wouldn't even... Because they took such a long time to even start talking. Yeah. So I guess I wouldn't even be surprised if they didn't even plan maybe or no that's, unless maybe they just completely forgot yeah got caught up in it and they forgot that that was going to happen yeah I guess so um, yeah Bailey was literally just like I've got nothing <laughs> literally <laughs> she, I mean she said it a couple of times to Sasha as well she was like do, do, do you want to say anything yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, and then she also mentioned it on Raw as well she's like last night I was lost for words I was like no you just didn't well I guess you were lost for words you didn't know what to say um, literally the definition yeah I guess so but um, no, I mean, it's, a, you, it's weren't, cool. you weren't scripted, so you had no clue what to do. <laughs> it was a cool moment. Are we allowed to speak without scripts? Yeah. I think it was a cool moment for the crowd. And, you know, Sasha and Bailey have a lot of dedicated fans, especially Sasha. So it's good, it's good for them. I mean, I'm happy that they're, they're, they're tag team champions. I just kind of wish it could have happened at Mania. Yeah. But oh well. Um, Moving on then, in fact, before I forget about it, have either of you gone back and watched the pre-show, the kickoff show? No. Match. I kept 
kept meaning to I, like the whole day I managed I still to haven't avoid, watched it. I managed to avoid all of the results and spoilers by the time I'd finished work on Monday. Mm. And the whole like every couple of hours on Monday I kept thinking to myself Remember to watch the pre-show. Remember to watch the pre-show. <laughs> you get home and, and you completely I, forget. I turned it on. I got about halfway through the women's chamber match and just went, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> and I was like, "I, I can't. Like, I don't want to have to stop this yeah, yeah. and go back. And I don't really want to watch the whole pay-per-view just to go back to something prior to the pay-per-view. Yeah. So yeah, I just haven't watched it. You can watch it in isolation. It doesn't need to be seen yeah. in the context of the whole pay-per-view. But it was a really good match. So Buddy Murphy defeated Akira Tozawa. Um, Akira Tozawa, who. In my view, is probably one of the most underrated in-ring talents that WWE have at the minute. Not by WWE themselves, but no one really thinks of Akira Tazara as a top-level talent. Uh, and I'm quite, I'm quite pleased that he's getting to showcase it because when he was on the main roster for that weird sort of period where he was in Titus Worldwide and stuff, um, <laughs> I quite liked it. I thought like his feud like with Neville was good. And he actually won the title from Neville, didn't he? For a day. For a day. Um, and, you know, I thought there was quite a bit of traction that he was, he was getting, gathering. Oh, he won it for six days. He won it the Raw before SummerSlam and then lost and it then at lost SummerSlam it, yeah. for some reason. Um, and then, you know, and then he sort of disappeared. <laughs> Went to 205 Live again. That's, uh, that's when they they made 205. Oh, no, yeah, he even he disappeared. He was on 205 Live to begin with, wasn't he? He even disappeared while like they had the whole Enzo phase yeah i don't remember ever, ever seeing him no i think he might have been in Titus worldwide a little um, bit but he sort of just stopped hanging around with apollo cruz and Titus worldwide yeah there's no and now apollo cruz has stopped hanging around with Titus Titus Alien, so um but yeah so i was quite pleased that he's been given quite uh, a bit of spotlight i mean it's still a kickoff show <laughs> but at least he was all a bit on the pay-per-view kind of um, and it's in a singles match as well for the cruiserweight title as we were talking about the royal rumble in a, in a fatal four-way didn't we Mm. Uh, and he, he looked really good and Buddy Murphy is an absolutely ridiculous athlete every who, time I every watch, single match I've watched him I've been impressed yeah every time I watch one of his matches they get better than the last yeah exactly I just always like he's one of the, the, the rare people around at the moment who does things I've never seen before or yeah. never see anyone else do. innovation is such a, a cool thing now because most things have been done yeah, and it's difficult to think of stuff you haven't seen. And I, I know I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, but when he was on the Lillian Garcia podcast, he was talking about um, the phase when he was just not doing anything. Yeah, that weird. I didn't even know if he still had a job. Yeah, he was. He was talking about like he hadn't been on, um, hadn't been on TV in like nearly two years. Yeah. He was sitting around, and he got to the point where he like he despised wrestling he just yeah. hated like it used to be like the f- favourite thing in the world but he just hated it just purely because he wasn't doing anything yeah. and he said that he was it was during one of the takeover Brooklyn's he was watching in like a hotel room or something and he was just sitting there and he was thinking like um, he, he just got like a notepad out and just started coming up with all the things that he could do that would make like get attention so he was like try to come up with a a catchphrase or something that the fans could interact with. Yeah. And he came up with this best kept secret tagline and he was saying how um he came up with like he does this thing he does shush. Thing. Yeah. And he was like, Oh, I could start doing that and as a good guy I could do that to my opponents and all the crowd would do it back to them. <laughs> or as a bad guy all the crowd could tell me to shush and it's like yeah. an interactive thing. Yeah. And it was kinda of cool just to hear that thought process. To hear like yeah, how how a wrestler would think um, as to how they can build a character or change the character and stuff. Yeah. Um, 
And yeah, and he said uh, just yeah, he had one NXT house show. He was doing a match with Alistair Black not long after he came in, and they just said like, look, let's just. Like, he was just like, I'm just gonna fucking kill it tonight. Yeah. And then they did, and had he was like, I had probably the best match of my career at that point, and then went all from there. Not a bad opponent to <laughs> no. to have that sort of attitude with, is it? Um. So yeah, go back and watch that match if you get the time because it's a very good match. It's not like the best match ever but it's a really good match I sent you both some clips from it and I think um, to be fair they're probably two of the best bits so yeah <laughs> I've seen um, them two bits and I know the results so I feel like I've watched it yeah I mean you go back and watch it if you want but at the time I was watching it I was actually watching it on mute because I was just watching it whilst me and Frankie were watching TV um, sounds like you were paying attention to whatever was on <laughs> um, and I was kind of like oh damn I need to go watch this match with sound now. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I did that and it just made it even better. And Aiden English on commentary, by the way. He's a natural, natural fit. Yeah. Uh, it was a bit weird when they announced it. We were all a bit like, it's what? It was completely out of the blue. It was out of the blue. But it it just works. I like him on to commentary. To be fair, I feel like if he wasn't on the commentary, he'd be with Ty Dillinger at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was good. Because, uh, yeah, you guys should go back and watch that. And if any of you listeners haven't watched that match, you haven't given the kickoff a chance... Hashtag give kickoff matches a chance. <laughs> Go back and watch it. Um, Not making them so fucking long then. Well, that's true. But it was that's a really good thing. match. So the, the match main, was. On the main card, they wouldn't get that time. The match was 13 and a half minutes long on a kickoff, which is unheard of, really. It was a one match kickoff. Average. Is it? Yeah. 13 and a half minutes for a kickoff match? I think so. Oh, fair enough. Um, There's always one long one. Oui. Anyway. Moving on, a shock result, especially given the news that came out about um, one of the Usos is <laughs> weak. Um, the Usos defeated Shane McMahon and, and The Miz for the SmackDown Live Tag Team Championships, and none of us thought they would. Should have trusted my gut. Call this one. It, I mean, I do remember you thinking that the Usos were going to win, but you were pretty easily convinced that they weren't. Yeah, because well, I, I was my initial thought was just like they have to split, and that's how we get to the WrestleMania match. It felt a bit premature. Right? But your your thought process was they'll defend the titles at Mania, or Shane will be in a title match at Mania. Yeah, um, and I was like, uh, yeah, I guess Shane gets what he wants, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but turns out I was wrong, and um, and Matt, you went with Miz and Shane as well, right? Yep. What was your thought behind that? Well, the Usos had a, had had a bad week, and yeah, I thought I thought they were going to defend it at Mania. To be honest, yeah. Had, when we made our predictions on the podcast, had that news come out? No, I don't think it had. Otherwise, so, we would have mentioned yeah. it. Yeah, so that could have potentially like Matt would have had the advantage because he didn't get didn't give me until Sunday it's not really about sport we did have trouble with the recording yeah. beforehand and he had to go so that's fine uh, but yeah you could have had an unfair advantage but you bottled it <laughs> the... I didn't bottle it did I <laughs> my my thing is with Shane because I still drew <laughs> my thing is with Shane now it's just like did you give up but yeah, where do we go with him? Because all of his matches are the same. Yeah, he dies in the ring. That's the yeah. only place we can go with him. You get <laughs> <laughs> that's the next. He dies jumping set, off right? something. The sort of the WrestleMania set. Because <laughs> yeah, he'll do the coast to coast, 
and then he usually does an elbow through the table and he does some kind of quick punches and <laughs> pretends he's a martial artist yeah and, yeah. and that's kind of it yeah. well I mean I, listen Shane McMahon is firstly he's not the best wrestler in the world or even two thirds or one third of the best wrestler in the world Shane McMahon is a part time wrestler who is starting to look his age um, but he's just got this knack of just drawing the people in when he when he's in a match like it suddenly becomes like a important he's big a, yeah, deal he's a good very good at selling yeah being in peril and he, and let's face it he puts himself in danger in all of his matches which is like he doesn't have to he doesn't yeah. have to do that no, I've got the the utmost respect for him and the fact that he's 49 as well yeah. like you know, not a lot of other like when you think now like you people who are in their late mid to late 40s you've got Jericho yeah. you've got Triple H and stuff and Cena. he's got the kind of like the shapes they're in not that they're they're in bad shape yeah. I wish I would be in those shapes when I'm in that age but <laughs> or even not, this age <laughs> they're not flinging themselves around the same way they were in the 20s yeah um, so and Shane is if not more yeah, exactly <laughs> on a more regular on basis on a more regular basis now um but yeah, like so when Shane's in a match, it feels like more of a big deal. And I, don't I guess ever that's remember what him for. being that sweaty back in the Attitude Era, though. What do I? I feel like that's an age thing. He's <laughs> 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 <Glans> transplant. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I, listen, listen, the match was 14 and 40 minutes and 10 seconds long. Um, I know that because of Wikipedia. Um, and it was a good match. I thought the users were going to win it with the the super kick from the coast to coast thing. Yeah, I thought they were going to win it then. Yeah, and, it, and there was a, a couple of false finishes, um, but in the end, yeah, the users picked up what for me was a surprise win. I just didn't expect it. Neither did the Miz. <laughs> neither, neither did the Miz. And then they did the whole tease of a little dissension thing. Yeah, like whenever whenever you see a team react to a loss like that, mm. they get together and walk to the back. There's always a bit like ooh. Yeah. Um, and then they had the backstage bit where the Miz went off the hand or flew off the hand a little bit back in the trainers. And Shane sent him home. And trainers oh. room, yeah. Shane sent him home. Like, is, is does he have the power to do that? I don't know. I guess he does. He's a McMahon, right? Is he still the commissioner of SmackDown, or is he part are. of, or is he just part of the regime? He's part of a team, of a panel of. Because is he the SmackDown and Stephanie is at the Raw commission? Oh, I don't know. He's not on Raw, is he? I mean, he's turned he has up been a couple of times, times but. Yeah, that's the if he's on there, then does that? Oh, who cares? And he's strictly a SmackDown. He's strictly speaking, he's a SmackDown talent. Because <laughs> I mean, Triple H pops up on SmackDown, doesn't he? Yeah, that's true. But Stephanie never Stephanie has. doesn't. She doesn't give a shit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what. There's there's a lot of grey area at the minute with the whole Raw SmackDown thing. On Shane's head. And uh, and on Shane's head, yes. Uh, but the Usos are now what six time WWE Tag Team Champions? Six times, and I think they're the fifth or sixth team to do that. Yeah. Which seems to devalue it slightly. I don't know how many seven-time champions there are. you got Edge and Christian, the Hardys, the Dudleys, the New Age Outlaws, mm. and then I couldn't think of any others. They listed them out on the Animation Chamber, but I don't think there was well, really the many more. five times. Bar New Day of five. Yeah. So, yeah, who knows? But it was a good match, um, and I, I enjoyed Shane almost killing himself over and over again. Did we read Rikishi's Instagram post that I sent? We did. Well, I did. Don't know if you did, Matt. What's that? Rikishi's Instagram post that you put up after Elimination Chamber. No, is it? 
he basically tags them in it saying six time champions uh, uh, Samoan Dynasty legacy continues there's nothing else to prove twins congratulations your hard work in the industry will never be denied in WWE or anywhere else in wrestling and then put in the wrestling world hashtag Usos is dollar signs too legit to pass up on time's up hashtag soon to be free agents or not Rikishi's sons, Samoa, Samoa, Samoa. <laughs> Samoa, Samoa, Samoa. And then he quoted uh, Jonathan Fatu's um, Jimmy Uso's little backstage promo, which was... Impassioned. Emotional. Emotionally charged. Yeah. But, um, so obviously the, the key takeaway from that Instagram comment or tweet or whatever it was... Hashtag is, um, soon to be soon free, to be agents, free agents, agents or not. not. Well, I feel like he's just playing games with us now. Yeah. I mean, they're literally the champions. Yeah. Well, so are the Revival. We've heard of rumours about them. So. Um, the Revival's Twitter game lately has been very funny. It has been, yeah. And just like, picture of them with the titles. <laughs> just like, moan, moan long enough. Play, yeah, complain enough, you'll get what you want. Yeah. Sort of <laughs> um, but yeah. So yeah, interesting tweet from Rikishi. Dash but Wilder feel... put one up today. I might have been Dash. It might have been Dawson. I can't remember. But it was... Which one's Dash and which one's Dawson? <laughs> it's a picture of them holding the titles up and like torn into the crowd and it quoted like um like boring and un uncharismatic uncharismatic yeah but don't know well they got the belts whoever told them that was wrong um moving on then so we also so that was the first of um well three new champions I think we crowned on the show in the end um the set the actually no it was the second because the first was in the tag team title match uh, the third one followed immediately after and Finn Balor defeated both Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush in a handicap match wasn't keen on the idea of this match the match was alright um, I just don't like oh, handicap yeah. ma- I don't like handicap matches if I'm honest yeah I feel very outdated to me Why would you, I don't know why you would ever agree in terms of if I was a competitor I would never agree to being on in a handicap match it doesn't make any sense to me but I quite like the. Um, I wasn't really keen going into it, but I quite like the way it panned out with the whole um, Leo Rush being the weak link thing, which I guess was probably your thinking, Matt. Like you know, that was exactly what I think of. I thought that's exactly what they were going to do with it, and it was right. I briefly considered it, but I thought eventually, like he would come close. He would do that exact thing and come close, but then just the numbers would catch up on him and the fact that Bobby Lashley is huge um, would would do for him but uh, worked out alright in the end I actually kind of, I wasn't expecting it obviously because I predicted Bobby Lashley so when I watched it I actually fist bumped when he won felt like a bit of a mark I think it was about, it was about the time that they put a title well hopefully they'll keep it on him for a while on Finn Balor yeah, I mean, it's been two and a half years since he won the Universal one. Well, they must have seen something in him then, like, to give him the title, because he wasn't just going to give it up, was he? Exactly, and he's more popular now with with the whole audience than he was back when he won the Universal title, and he's been immensely popular since he's made his return from that injury. So, I don't... Yeah, I'm not entirely sure why they haven't really done anything with him sooner I guess maybe they kind of are they potentially rewarding him for the 
for the Royal Rumble feud and how well that all kind of went down? I don't know. I don't know. It's possible. I think they they obviously have they obviously hold Finn Balor in high regard because they wouldn't have given him just, the universal yeah, title. He's did. always at that that level yeah. there or thereabouts. Yeah, but they've never. It just never seems like they've quite fully committed and pulled, pulled the trigger. I feel like they did, and then it went wrong, and then they've been like, "Oh, we're not doing that again." Yeah, <laughs> um, but that's through no fault of Finn's, really. Um, but yeah, the match itself then. So I mean, it wasn't. It was an all right match. As I said, I'm not a massive fan of handicap matches. Um, I didn't expect Finn to win, if I'm honest. Again, I felt like this was maybe a story that could have gone to Mania. Yeah, maybe, maybe a payoff of him winning it at Mania, but I'm more, I guess I'm more, you can't have everything. I'm more interested Mania. in seeing him defend it at Mania because I suppose when you think of the kind of the potential undercard that they've got, yeah, at the moment, it could really work out quite fun and I'm a lot more intrigued with him as IC champ than Lashley yeah definitely well, yeah definitely I think we all are I think Matt especially you would agree with that yeah <laughs> um, I know that the the whole multi-man ladder match thing at Wrestlemania seems to have not been a tradition anymore yeah um, I want that to be a thing I want to watch one I've, I'm quite excited about the prospect of this year because I feel like they have that that upper mid card level which is really um, quite stacked however it's only really stacked across two brands and it's for one title which is on Raw <laughs> yeah because I think like yeah if you were to think of doing it cross branded you've got guys like Andrade mm. and you've got Ty Di- no not Ty Dillinger you've got uh, Samoa Joe maybe Samoa, Samoa Joe because you don't really know what he does Jeff Hardy I mean like potentially Sami Zayn Kevin Owens, yeah. if, if they're ready, which sounds like they will be. And, well, Kevin Owens especially. Yeah. Um, and you've got Elias, you've got Elias. Uh, Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman, Bobby Lashley. Potential of an NXT guy. Yeah. Um, God knows what's going on there. Potentially EC3. <laughs> Potentially I mean, EC3, Dean Ambrose. I would say EC3. There was a picture going around from, um, from Monday night from the SmackDown live show. It was EC3 versus Ty Dillinger, and someone captioned it and it was like, Oh, EC3's been put with Ty Dillinger, he's done already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, game over, EC3. <laughs> if they'll ever let him talk on screen, I wonder if that'll ever happen. It's so, it's, it's, that's literally his best feature. Yeah. I don't know the fact that he's jacked. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's like, his, he's better at talking than he is at wrestling. Just to let him so talk. So do him, let, do him that? Let him do that. <laughs> do him that. <laughs> Um, yeah, and it's a bit of a weird, weird thing. I think the thing that they brought him up, and then they've just got oh, ooh, don't like it. All of these <laughs> kind of NXT call-ups prior to this week that they've done have just been weird because they've not put any, paid any attention to them. Yeah, and it's been like two months now. Someone tell us what brand you're going to be on. I know, like someone make well, it them. It seems like they've gone. Oh, look at all this talent we've got and we've brought up, and then they went. Then no, they're not that good. Let's. <laughs> let, like showcase some better ones. Yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> like, replaced them with better ones. It's like um, they just Triple H showed Vince a picture of the entire roster and was like, "Right, you pick who who you think are our best guys from there." Yeah. So Vince was like, "Well, obviously these big beefy tag team and that that jacked guy, easy, yeah, obviously, and then that blonde lady, yeah, uh, we'll throw a Nikki Cross because she looks a bit crazy, and also that Lars Sullivan who's just disappeared off the face of the earth, <laughs> yeah." Um, <laughs> so now this week Triple H's gone like 
Should have listened to me. <laughs> <laughs> these are the these actual, are the actual best, ones best ones that we've got. <laughs> so. yeah, but I feel like he would have watched Raw this week and gone, well, the crowd, I'll tell you, the crowd, yeah. there's no crowd reaction for them. And he probably didn't watch SmackDown. So. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't watch SmackDown, does he? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he does or not. Um, but anyway, yeah, so Finn defeated Bobby Lashley, getting back to what we were talking about, for the IC title. So rates through these a bit quicker. Yeah, so Finn, Finn's first reign with the title, his first reign since winning the universe title of any championship, I'm actually. I'm disappointed no one's called him the Fintercontinental the, Champion. The Fintercontinental, yeah. you mean you did, you called him I on did. Twitter. Yes. No, I did, I've I seen a couple assumed, of other people say I assumed that he would, because that's the kind of thing, the kind of tweet that he would make. That's true, he would, yes. Um, but anyway. Becky Lynch would make it. Yes. Old Becky Lynch, not, not so much new Not Becky cool Lynch. Becky Lynch. <laughs> not that, the woman would have. Yeah. Uh, before transition. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we've got a new IC title. Uh, new IC Will we see the demon at WrestleMania? I mean, I hope so, but then maybe there's no need. Yeah. Hope he needs to really be in a. Entrance. He needs to be in a feud. I don't want for to that get to happen. All the paint all over the white strap. <laughs> I'm sure it washes out. It's probably wiped clean. Yeah, probably. Uh, but anyway, right, we'll move on. Another championship was defended in uh, the. Raw Women's Championship match between Ronda Rousey and Ruby Wright. One that we use the term quickly. defended and match lightly. Okay, yes, there was a there, there was, was a moment between <laughs> Ronda Rousey and Ruby Wright match that we've we've discussed slightly earlier. Minute one minute forty seconds in the end. Apparently, the match was Ruby Wright got absolutely destroyed. I don't remember her getting a single move. In. I think she started off. She like the bell rang and she attacked her straight away. And then Ronda quickly counted it, threw out the ring. She came back in. She did that weird throw thing and then put the armbar on and that was it. Piper's pit. Yeah, that was it. Piper's pit. And then put the armbar on and um, that was it. She had a cool, cool look. She did a punch where no, nothing landed. <laughs> That's true, yeah. That well, was on Raw. Because had that connected, that would have killed Ruby Riot. Yeah, it was on Raw actually, wasn't it? Yeah. Because um, she proper swung that <laughs> and then just turned around. Ronda's gear was cool. I, I I don't know the whole Mortal Kombat thing. I think it's Mortal Kombat, isn't it? Yeah, she's, she's, the, voice, Kombat, she's yeah. the voice of I think Sonya Blade. Sonya Blade. What 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 didn't annoy me? It's a very Mortal very Kombat small thing. Was that Renee like mentioned it immediately? Like yeah. literally one second before after she did she came the Michael Cole at the Rumble. Yeah, that's what maybe that's what I compared it to when I when I heard it. I was just like, she's done at Michael Cole. <laughs> yeah, and JBL. JBL was the worst. Or JBL. Yeah. Um, and I expected more from Renee, but anyway, yeah, Ronda defended the title, um, but it was more after the match, which was the main story coming out of this. Um, Charlotte Flair was at ringside; they had a bit of a stare down. Um, Becky Lynch came through the crowd, like she seems to do fair amount these days, because she's suspended and, after all, <laughs> and just walked straight past security and through an just, open gap in the uh, barricade like, as well. Not my job. <laughs> <laughs> this woman is no threat to anything. <laughs> And um, yeah, attacked, proceeded to attack both of them with a crutch. Um, I couldn't tell. No, so I didn't mind this whole segment. I thought it was good. Um, but what I couldn't tell was whether Becky was over, overdoing the the severity of her knee injury on purpose and then tricking them into, like, oh, hey, I don't really need to cut his crutches that much. Or was it a case of, did she oversell it by accident? And it kind of doesn't make sense that she could stand there and hit people with both crutches. Um, without needing them it's kind of I don't know if she was trying to trick them or whether it was like okay you've played yourself now because now you've made it look like you've instantly recovered from an injury 
Yeah, I guess it is hard because they they they've been going with the story that her that Charlotte re-injured her on Saturday night. Yeah. Um, WWE man, need to hire some security. I know. Actual, like, where's that blonde lady you tackled in though? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the woman who tried to stop Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. When that's he was the same woman. even, what was it? Yeah. If she, when he was even supposed to be in the match. <laughs> um. So yeah, like, I thought it was good, but my. My God, <laughs> I felt so sorry for Charlotte. Ron. <laughs> well, I, I felt sorry for Charlotte um, at the beginning, what? but then when when she started on Ronda, I was like, okay, now I feel much sorrier for Ronda. She cracked her head. right in the head, didn't with, she? With Charlotte, I've always thought this. Charlotte is like it can it can come across as she's really good at selling, mm. but she's actually just really bad at hiding when she's really hurt. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's literally just rolling around like, oh, <laughs> holy shit, this hurts so much. Yeah. Like, like when, she, um, when Becky Lynch crushed her at um, TLC. Yeah. And she was just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it, I mean, it was brutal, wasn't it? And it was like relentless. Like, it didn't yeah. stop for a long time. And you've seen like the bruises and stuff on her yeah. now. It's insane. The Ronda looked pretty banged up I've, I, feel I was, like I was thing... expecting the crutch to break a lot sooner than it did yeah. she just get going and going and going until it, it broke it was broke. like it was supposed to break it didn't so she just carried on and then eventually just cracked Ronda around the head with it <laughs> I wonder it went flying off yeah um, but yeah it was pretty brutal um, but I guess that's what they were going for Ronda got some blood the hard way given my old uh, inside knowledge um I assume it got was hard way. She got colour. Yeah, she got colour hard way. Um, and yeah. Brother, brother. And it was, it was how does, pretty How brutal. does that not hurt? I mean, it probably does. Like getting cracked you... in the head with it. Some people say they learn how to fall. <laughs> they say ballet. Um, but yeah, how many of these beatdowns has Ronda taken? Like, she takes quite a lot of these. I feel like she's obviously legitimately really, really tough. Uh, so WWE kind of feel like yeah, we'll beat the shit out of you most nights. <laughs> I've never really, also, up until the last couple of weeks, I've never noticed her cauliflower ears before. I've never noticed. That would surprise me. Never look. Yeah. Cauliflower ears. Right. But it was, what I did appreciate, and I guess it stems from the outfit, was that her hair wasn't tied so tight back that it looked like it was about to ping off. <laughs> she just looks so much better in that look. Yeah, I think yeah, it was a good it was a good look for her, but she seemed to have reverted back to her normal one on the next night. So. Yeah, wearing a tiny little cutout of a t shirt backwards on her shoulders. I don't get that. That, don't was, get a bit, that. that was a bit strange. She always I feel like that weird. would be like restrictive. Yeah, it's weird. Anyway, um, we'll move on from that. This is one of those posture correcting kind of things. <laughs> maybe. Uh, maybe it was to cover up the welts on her shoulders. Potentially, no. in which case, don't go out in short shorts and a <laughs> uh, sports bra. <laughs> um. Baron Corbin versus Braun Strowman in a no disqualification match. Like I feel like we've seen this match a lot, but then when I thought back on it, I was like, well, actually, I feel like we were supposed to see this match and didn't. I know they've been feuding for a while, um, and a lot of people have said, oh, we've seen this match a hundred times. I don't think we have. No, I don't think we have. Um, but I was still not interested in it. No. Well, I was thinking on Raw when Michael Cole was talking about this. The It, it sounds like when you think about it, it sounds like a logical and kind of big-time feud mm. in that um, it was Baron Corbin who cost Braun the Universal title at yeah. whatever it was called. Ground I, don't think they, I don't think they play off that enough. They, they say he, they said cost him an opportunity at the title. It was like yeah. He was literally in that match. Yeah. But then it was then Braun who got 
Baron Corbin fired from his job, mm-hmm. basically. And then it was Baron Corbin who got Braun fine, got that fine, and lost his title match at Rumble. So it makes sense as to why they're feuding, and it sounds like a bigger feud than it than it was kind of portrayed as. Yeah, it's weird. So the whole um, TLC saga, I legitimately and I haven't bothered to try. I legitimately cannot remember what happened with that. Braun wasn't cleared to compete, so he came out and then got Finn Balor and Kurt Angle and Apollo Crews to beat him up. There we go. That was what happened. Instantly forgettable. Yeah. <laughs> I remember now. Uh, but yeah, so this match was... It wasn't that long. 10 minutes. Just nearly 11 minutes. My prediction of Baron Corbin beating Braun Strowman came true. I'm pretty sure you only did it because you wanted... You didn't want us all to predict the same thing. Well, that is true. <laughs> but also, you've done that a couple of times. It's worked out for you, so I thought I'll try it this time. Um, well, I didn't know anyone's prediction, so I just went completely off of what I felt. Are you ever Braun, right? I yeah. think you said, there's yeah. no way Braun loses this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, that's true. The um, What was I going to say? The fact that it suddenly became a no disqualification match made me feel instantly more comfortable with my prediction, and that was yeah. after after we made predictions, so that was good. Uh, and I could see, I could picture this happening. Drew McIntyre wasn't on the card, so I thought he's going to be involved in this. Yeah, it, it, I'm I'm a bit concerned about McIntyre at the moment. It doesn't seem to have a place. They spent really the whole does. kind of summer and post summer period building him up as like the face of Raw, basically. Yeah, pretty much. And then since the turn of the new year, it's done fuck all. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's peaks and troughs, isn't it? It's peaks and troughs. We're heading into WrestleMania. I'm sure he'll get a... It'll probably be him versus Braun. I don't think we'll get Baron Braun all the way to Mania. Or Lashley Braun. Or Lashley, yeah. Lashley Braun. Or McIntyre versus Alvarez. I think they're a little bit... They don't know what to do with Braun Strowman, to be yeah. fair. Yeah, yeah I've right. really gone off Braun, you know. Yeah, well, I put a tweet out Yeah, on, I have as well. On, I think, Saturday, Friday or Saturday night, saying I really can't remember Braun having a good singles match that wasn't against Roman Reigns. yeah. I can't either. Which I think says more about Roman, about Roman <laughs> than it does about Braun. Um, but yeah, unless we get, oh, he picks two mystery partners at Mania. Yeah. Did you hear the rumours though before Christmas that he was a bit of a dick? Strowman. Yeah, I heard of that a lot yeah, of the time. Yeah. That whenever WWE felt like they were really going to pull the trigger on him, he would do something backstage which would annoy people. It's heard that he's been late. Yeah. That he's quite bad with time management. Yeah. And I think that's the sort of thing which really would piss Vince off or something. Something tiny like if you, that. If you're going to be the champion, yeah. you need to set an example. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but yeah, like, the, the biggest and, thing... Uh, that as I've, soon as his match is done, he'd go home. Yeah, he'd go. He'd leave after he's, he's done for the evening sort of thing. Which, yeah. Not a good look, but... I think with the way that Kevin Owens is being portrayed in his comeback videos... Mm. And the, the rumour is that he's going to come back as the everyman. Yeah. Um, when you think about it, Lashley's the one who injured him and Sami Zayn yeah. in story. That's true. Um, could, oh, that'd be a good moment. Could actually. they be the ones and team up with Braun at WrestleMania? We just don't hear Or does anything. he pick two, like an eight and a nine-year-old out from the crowd <laughs> and make it a, a yearly thing? So I, I, I mean, I can picture it, a six-man tag happening, I, mean, I guess. They, it's their favourite match type. <laughs> yeah. At Mania, um, and if Kevin and Sammy are his partners and they haven't been on TV, that will be a hell of a moment, and we'll be there for it. So I'm all for that. Um, 
But we just don't hear anything from Sami Zayn or about Sami Zayn, do we? We had that one vignette and then nothing since. Sami Zayn coming soon. Coming soon, <laughs> yeah. Which... Yeah, then nothing since. Well, no. we might have had it for two weeks back to back or Maybe. something. Maybe. But... Yeah, I don't which, know. Which is fine because I don't want to know when people are coming. Make it a surprise. Make it a surprise. But anyway, moving on. So, um, the, mayor, well, the men's elimination chamber match for the WWE Championship. So, this was a pretty good match. Now... I think, much like the women, it started off a little bit slowly. Daniel Bryan was first in, and I kind of... When they, when this happens to heels, it makes me think, why why not do this to a face? Daniel Bryan pointed out the fact that like ever since he changed the championship or ever since he's changed his attitude, he's been the first. He was the first in the gauntlet match, and now he's the first in the elimination chamber, and it's like some, there's like a conspiracy against him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I get the whole conspiracy thing is like, bit of a dick thing to say and that makes you a bit of a heel but he's right at the end of the day that's what they always say about heels though is that you have to at least have a point yeah I guess you have to have an element of you just don't like the way that he tells you his yeah. point yeah it's more what it's more how he says things rather than so what like he he's, says he's not wrong in the fact that we're all cunts uh, dicks <laughs> and killing the planet <laughs> cunts and dicks um, <laughs> I guess well that's true but yeah just I don't like him telling me I'm fickle fickle um, but yeah so Daniel Bryan defended the WWE Championship successfully, I might add, against AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Kofi Kingston, not Mustafa Ali, Randy Orton, and Samoa Joe. <clears throat> now, I feel like the Kofi... No. Hot take. I don't want Kofi Kingston in the WWE title picture. There, I said it. I'm all right with him getting, in, getting the fast lane match, but I don't want him to win the title. Everyone's like... Kofi Mania. I don't, I don't want to say it. Because I've always been a fan of Kofi Kingston. I remember tweeting out. I found a tweet back from last year. When I said Kofi back Kingston there. is one of the best wrestlers in the world. True. Um, but he's flavour of the month. Yeah. And also, let's, let's not you know skip over this fact. This was Mustafa Ali's spot. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I, feel, like, I do feel really sorry for yeah. him. He's sitting there guys. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. I, I do feel like they would have done what they've done with Kofi, with Mustafa, in terms of the gauntlet. And I feel like maybe not so much in the chamber, but the response to the gauntlet yeah. has pushed them towards that. But, um, yeah, I think back in January, it was a single tweet from anyone ever saying that they wanted to see him as champion. But yeah. now it's like, if Kofi's not the champion, we riot. Like, and I feel uh, I don't want to be I don't want to be that guy, but I feel like there's a, a slight PC brigade thing going, whereby people want him to be the first black champion because they don't count the Rock as being black, um, the first black WWE champion, and that is a big thing for a lot of people currently, especially with it being Black History Month. Um, and I feel like that's, that that is the wrong message to send out. Like, you don't want someone to be given the title. You don't want to have to meet a Because they're black. You want them to earn it and just happen to be black, you know? Like, yeah. and then there's no doubt that Kofi's been in the company for like 11, 12 years or whatever, and he's a great wrestler. But he's in a stable. He's not even the leader of the stable. There is no leader of that stable. If anything, Xavier Woods is probably the leader of the stable. And he's been in a tag team picture for the last what four or five years hmm. like he and then one singles match and then a, a main event singles match well not singles match one main event spot for the title and all of a sudden people want to be champion that's not a build to a championship run 
What I will say, though... He would be no. an extremely short-lived transitional champion. What I will say is... Um, they have shown how how you should and how you should build someone and how easily you can do it mm. and how effective it is. Yeah. Because But how short lived would that momentum be? The the last the the final two portion of the chamber match itself was I think professional wrestling at its best. Yeah. You've got somebody who Literally, almost everybody wanted to win. I did. <laughs> in, in terms of the crowd. Yeah. Like, I haven't heard fan support behind one particular person like that since, especially in a chamber match, since it was Brian and Orton yeah. as the last two yeah. of the roles reversed. So. But the difference being that that Daniel Bryan momentum and, and fan support had been gathering been for, gathering like for the last years. year. Yeah. Um, because this one's literally been a week. Yeah. But yeah, in terms of the final two, the the action itself was great. The crowd were immense. And then you could feel just the, the, the air gets sucked out of the room when Brian won. Like, Which is the, that, the reaction that was, you would expect. Yeah, that, was what, that is what wrestling is yeah. and should be. And when they get it right, they get it really right. Yeah. It's just not often. Uh, I do not think true. that... Kofi is a technically gifted athlete and wrestler. He was given time to show that on SmackDown. If you give some other people that time, That's they're not going to show that they are that good. I mean, I feel like there's a, there's a, there, you're right. There's a whole bunch of people that they could have picked from to fill that void like once Mustafa Ali was was out of it. And if they'd run with the same story, I feel like that every, like each of them would have had the same fan support. I mean, Kofi's probably different because he's been there so long and he is a beloved character. Yeah, I guess it just depends because like, initially, when I heard that Mustafa Ali was going to be out, I was like, they should put Andrade in. Andrade, that's what... Oh, but then, I, I kind of thought oh, I was going to be Rey Mysterio. But then you wouldn't get that support with Andrade because no. he's a heel and although people like him, mm. he's a heel and he's not as well known and as popular as Kofi Kingston. Yeah. Um... So it like I agree with Matt that there is too much talent for mm. their like they've got too much on their hands. Yeah. Um, but only a certain few would. I guess a, a certain few idea. outside of the people that were already in it yeah. would have got that reaction. I don't feel like Mustafa Ali would have maybe garnered as much of a reaction. No, I think no. if if maybe been around a little longer potentially. Yeah. Because yeah. um, it seems like they were really going kind of full hog with him. Um, but in terms of all kind of social media posts and stuff they've been doing with him as well, like with his daughter, yeah. really kind of building him up as a good guy. Mm. Um, but yeah, with Kofi Kingston, it was really made. Yeah, we just had to put him in. Yeah, I think. I mean, a fair play to Kofi. He made the most of his opportunity. Yeah, he grabbed it with all the pancakes. <laughs> um, and you know, if he does win the title, I'm sure it'll be a great moment. Like. That would be a lot of fan. Tell you what, though, if he wins the title, we can sell them tickets for a shit ton of money. <laughs> I wouldn't even be against him winning, but it getting overruled because yeah, of something some like that. kind of interference or Daniel's foot was under the rope yeah. or something. Just having that moment of the crowd going nuts and I him lifting the title. I think we spoke about this last week. Didn't we? we mentioned something it with else. Like, like it happened literally with Neville. I, 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 I Ali, with Mustafa Ali. Yeah, the night after. Night after Mania. Mania. Um, or oh, the Tuesday after Mania. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be against that at all. Yeah. 
I just think that going into Mania, it should be Brian. Yeah. I have no idea against who. Someone mentioned a triple threat, Kofi and Mustafa. Yeah. But Kofi's not not getting a title match at WrestleMania, world title match. You never know. We're the authority now. Because supposedly the rumours were from from Big Dave Meltzer. Big Dave. That uh, they're looking to bring back a returning superstar. Speculation being either Cena, mm. Batista, or Bray Wyatt, Wyatt, Owens. Mm. But none of them really. Is. I guess like the Batista one makes sense because of how it rolls reverse with Brian. Yeah. Um. Don't want to see Cena in that match. Nope. Have him at Mania for all I care, but just yeah. don't have him in that match. Yeah. Owens, like, wouldn't really make sense because all his promos have been on Raw and he seems to be being a nice guy. Well, the thing, well, the thing with that he'd is... He'd be the face, wouldn't he? Daniel Bryan as champion, um, who is essentially belittling the every, every man, would work well in a feud with Kevin Owens coming back as the every man. Daniel Bryan's got Especially a problem with every their, man. Compare their presum- presumable, is that a word? Yeah. Their diets. <laughs> yeah. Pineapple, <laughs> pi- pineapple on pizza, by the way. What do we think? No. Not having it. Matt? I'm alright with it. I've never had it. I'm alright with it. I don't see the, I don't see the problem. <laughs> They're just too contrasting of tastes. They just don't go. Meat and fruit. Yeah. Or yeah. even if you don't have meat. It yeah. just. Let's face it. Pineapple. You already have ham and pineapple later with it, pineapple. It doesn't pizza. go with dough. It doesn't. Yeah, it just doesn't dough. Like a pineapple sandwich, yeah. just wouldn't work. That that would not happen. Although banana sandwich. Now you're talking. Peanut <laughs> no. bar and banana. Damn. Yeah. Then uh, we've got off script. Not that we ever have a fucking script. Um, where were we? Yeah, Daniel Bryan. So he won the he won the elimination chamber match. Defended his title successfully. Kofi nearly won it. There was a point in the match where I thought, oh shit, Kofi's won. Ah, oh, false finish. Oh. And then I thought, oh, Daniel Bryan's won. Oh. And then he kicked out. And then I thought, oh, they've got, they're going with Kofi. No. Yeah. <laughs> that, was great, that was a great exactly. thing about the last, the last two. That was a really good last two. Um, what I will say is that you could tell for the start of the match that Daniel Bryan and Samoa Joe were just loving being in there yeah. with each other, just kicking the shit out of each other. But what I want to say about Samoa Joe is, like we said with Braun Strowman earlier, they don't know what to do with they him. Because they bill him up as if he's this huge monster who can literally kill you if you yeah. wanted to. But he went into the Rumble and they were like, he's custom built for a Royal Rumble. He's yeah. big, he's fast, he's strong. He was going into the Elimination Chamber and they said the exact same thing. He's built for the Elimination Chamber. First one out. First one out, yeah. Before even Jeff Hardy got into the match. <laughs> yeah. Let alone Randy Orton being the last one. So, yeah. come on. I know Samoa Joe is a uh, for me he's one of my favourites on the whole roster yeah and me too they continually let me down with him <laughs> it's, yeah it's, it's I just I just think with him as a heel that title run would just be so good I know because he's so good on the mic and like he can have a feud with anyone they've they've blue balled us a lot with Samoa Joe <laughs> It's a great he gets, term. He gets to the brink, and then they go, eh, actually, no. Nah. Bloody cock teases. Exactly. <laughs> look, look how good his feud was with Brock Lesnar. And even Lando with AJ. And his feud with AJ. And even his... 
had a brief you know, one was, yeah, with Jeff Hardy. Yeah, there's no no the, payoff. Yeah, I was thinking that the other day. Did they ever have a pay per view match? They didn't. They didn't even have a SmackDown match. I no. don't even recall. No, they didn't. It just died. And then <laughs> it sort of started one with Mustafa Ali, and then that's obviously fallen by the wayside a little bit. So yeah, I, I wouldn't don't know. mind. Yeah, bring that back up if, he, if he's feud. back for Fast Lane. That's a good feud to me. I like yeah. that feud. But um, he's just so good at everything. He's good in the ring. He's the for me the best in the company on the mic. Mm. One um, of I would say. In terms of like most believable oh, yeah, and so menacing and his delivery yeah and yeah like I said I think I said last week his, his orgasm faces when he's doing a submission <laughs> based solely on that he should be at the top of the card um, right we'll move on from the minister chain but by the way still haven't devised a proper rating system so Aiden what do you give it I'll go with a 7.2 7 no no, 7.5. 7.5. Out of 10. Matt, how about you? I'll give it a 3.5. Out of 5. Out of 5, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, that's pretty harsh. Um, and I will give it 4 stars. We'll go with that. All right, Dave. Solid, solid show. Solid to excellent. At parts. At parts. At parts, yeah. Many to kick off and the last match, but yeah, uh, sandwiched in between. It was was excellent really, sandwich. Was some good stuff. It was yeah. consistent. Consistent. It was a consistent. Consistently show, good. Which isn't always the case. Yeah. Um, I, I think that that the dual branded pay per views have paid off really well because they've consistently been better than they were. Definitely. Over definitely. the last whenever, however long it's been since they did it. It's probably the best thing that's come out of the brand split. The pay per views have been quality. But anyway, something that wasn't quality, something that wasn't consistently good, was what happened the night after. And it's nothing to do with WWE's product this time. It's to do with the fans. We spoke at length recently about how the fans are pissing us off. I spoke about how AEW fans are pissing me off. Well, WWE fans, you can get on my list too. Because... You've got a list? I, well, it's made up of two sets of fans. <laughs> I don't really know many Ring of Honor fans, but if they're also shit, then they'll go on the list too. Um, but anyway, so not all WWE fans, specifically the ones who were in attendance in Lafayette on Monday night for Raw. I laugh, fuck off. <laughs> what do you prefer, Brooklyn or Lafayette? Brooklyn every day of the week. Well done. Because we're going there, we're yeah, staying okay, there. Yeah, you need to yeah, acclimatise. Get stabbed, um, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. You'll get shot, not stabbed, mate. Oh. <laughs> it's legal over there. Not to shoot. Not to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, just just dicks, man. You're just all dicks. Whoever you were, you're dicks. I felt, it felt awkward watching. It was awkward. That's what it felt like to me. But I couldn't imagine being there, yeah. like as being a, like a fan, like we are. Mm. Being in that environment, like I've seen tweets from people who are there, said like apologising for it, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Do you know? Do you know when it for me it really hit home? For me, I it thought, was oh, oh, they've right been really the weak. They've been really weak. When Johnny Gargano come out, yeah, I've nothing. never heard such a dead audience. Literally, Alistair Black as well for that cool entrance. Even during um, during McIntyre and Ambrose. When like the Claymore first happened, nothing. No reaction. Did it again, nothing. Pin happened, and there was just dead silence. And to me, it felt like a crowd who were there expecting to see John Cena 
Stone Cold, <laughs> The Undertaker, The oh, Rock, Warrior. Triple H. <laughs> which they got Triple H, to be fair. But they were expecting those people. Yeah. And what they actually got was much better. They, yeah. So it was just... Oh, it was baffling to me. Yeah. It's just like, why are you going to go? I was just sitting, there were so many people just sitting on their phones. Mm. I was like, why are you going to go to this? Why There's a lot paid, of money. Why have you paid like at least, what, $70 for a raw ticket, especially in the lower sort of stands? Like, come on. You don't want to go. Don't go. It just didn't make, yeah, didn't make any sense to me. Mm. I was very confused. Because it, it immediately makes you feel like the raw wasn't as good as it is. And actually, but it was really good. Stick that in Chicago, in Philly, yeah, in Brooklyn, <laughs> even in LA, in, in, the, in the Staples yeah. Center, in the UK, basically anywhere other than Lafayette. It would have been a roar that we'd all be buzzing about. Yeah, and to be fair, I think it deserves to be buzzed about. Like the the call ups. Stick it in Montreal. Yeah. Never mentioned Montreal. That actually, you know, they could have done it in Florida, like. With NXT, it's always a yeah, big deal to do it in would, Florida. That would have been good. But also, aren't they in Philly next week They're or the week Philly, after? And then in Atlanta as well. I think it's Atlanta and then Philly. Just do it then. Yeah. I know they've got the whole Ric Flair birthday celebration thing coming up, so <laughs> don't want to take away from that. Um, I feel like Becky Lynch might have something to do with that. Anyway. Um, She's going to murder Ric Flair. <laughs> She's going to set him on fire. <laughs> snap his arm literally yeah. off if she doesn't get a tile match she's going to burn him <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway <laughs> um, what was I going to say yeah they. Do, I feel like part of it is on WWE because they made a <coughs> random decision to bring up these four amazing athletes from NXT on a random Raw in a but random there was place. no prep and like Ricochet was the only one who got a video package right yeah. at the very beginning so if you, even if you didn't know like, what do we no think package. about this? Are they coming up permanently, or is it just a show? I mean, I felt like before SmackDown, I thought it was just a, oh, it's a, an exhibition of what NXT can do. They'll go back and then they'll come up like maybe after Mania or something. But after SmackDown, where they seem to have maybe built a little bit towards feuds, I don't know if it's a whether it's just a one-off thing. I feel like maybe they are just call-ups now. Well, it's weird because it's such weird timing. And it's a weird selection of people in that Gargano and Champa are champions. Yeah, not, um, not if you know what happened on NXT. Gargano's well, not champion. I know, I, know that, <laughs> I know that Gargano's not, but that's weird. Yeah. Because without giving too many spoilers away, he hasn't had that championship for a few weeks. Yeah. But on live TV he does. Yeah. Um, Apparently they filmed two um, endings to that match. Oh, interesting. Um, which would have been very strange for the people in attendance <laughs> yeah <laughs> kayfabe uh, out the window <laughs> what was I going to say yeah completely yeah yeah. It's, a, it's an odd selection of people not in terms of like the quality of them like, yeah. they're literally the, probably the four best guys yeah um, distinct lack well, of well, undisputed era I would argue yeah of course you would <laughs> um, oh fuck I had a good point did you though Oh right, yeah, um, yeah. I I kind of was leaning towards the the exhibition yeah. side. What I found, I don't know if it it might be completely irrelevant, but Triple H called NXT their third touring brand, yeah, as opposed to their developmental, developmental territory. Brand, yeah. um, and don't forget, supposedly there's going to be a big announcement on NXT this tonight. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I don't know what like some people are saying. It might be the arrival of Kushida. 
disappointing. <laughs> Which, don't get me wrong, is really, really good. But... That's not a big announcement to me. If this week of all weeks, after seeing them all be on the main roster, you'd, you'd anticipate them, the announcement to be like that. Yeah. But it's an episode that would have been taped however many weeks ago. So if there was an announcement to do with people being called up or anything along those lines, or yeah. there, there being a, a cross-branded show... It would have been out on the internet by now. Yeah. Unless so, it's just going to be something that they, they do a video package for on NXT. They might get, get Charlie Caruso to announce it in the little stat room that she's in or whatever. <laughs> um, Charlie Caruso. Hey, guys. Um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they do. It's annoying It's I can't check it now. I have to wait for American time. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, no idea. Literally no idea what that'll be. And you know what? I'm like that. Yeah. I like that. Surprise. Surprise me. And, yeah, could you imagine a crossover show? That would be awesome. Just a pay-per-view? Yeah. Um, oh. Or, yeah, because, I mean, like, that's a that's a lot of guys to lose from NXT in one go. Like, it is a lot. The quality of guys. Because then you're really left with... Undisputed. Velvet in Dream. Era in Velvet in Undisputed Dream. dream. Undisputed Dream. <laughs> They've teamed up now. Era. Um, and then I guess they were to kind of push Matt Riddle and Keith Lee. Yeah. But yeah, like that, that's only leaving Undisputed Era as big heels. And now that you've sort of split the NXT and the NXT UK brands as well, like you can't even bring Pete Dunne, Tyler Bate, and Trent Seven into that. Unless yeah. you do an NXT versus NXT UK sort of show. Which would also be good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm intrigued to see where it goes. Um, we just don't know yeah no idea I'll find out in the morning um, so Raw was actually really good I'm not going to go run down everything that happened but we had segments involving um, Seth Rollins um, and Paul Heyman Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose and Dean Ambrose <laughs> that was weird Dean Ambrose with a massive slap around Drew McIntyre's face um, Dean Ambrose I'm not going to talk about Dean Ambrose. It gets me frustrated. Um, I did want to mention something about Dean Ambrose and Seth, actually. I know he's, he's the lunatic fringe. Mm. And Dean... It made me laugh. Dean being like, where were you at then? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it made me laugh. It made me chuckle. And then his face afterwards. Yeah. And it just made me think, like... Is it the kind of storyline where it's like... I can beat up my brother. Yeah, but nobody else But can. you can't beat up yeah. my brother kind of thing. Like... Yeah. As soon as we're done directly feuding with each other, it's like, yeah, fine, yeah, like, I can tolerate you. Yeah. We're in the same building all the time. I don't really think they have that thought that much through. Like, let, let's not forget he's supposed to be leaving after WrestleMania. Um, and the, the fact that he just got squashed by Drew McIntyre in, what, two minutes? Yeah, something like that. Suggests that that's probably true. A lot of people have said it's a work, it's a work. I'm not sure that it is. If it was a work, they surely would have mentioned it. Maybe they're work, double working that. Maybe it's a double bluff. Yeah. Maybe they're making the story out. Because that would be something I don't think we've really seen. Before. It's creative, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, but I just fear that it's not. I had confirmation today, by the way, that um, Abyss from TNA slash Impact slash yeah. Global Force Wrestling has slash Global Force Impact become a um, producer. Yeah, with um, Shane Helms, right? Yep. Yeah. Stand oh, back, there's a producer coming through. I was thinking about Shane slash Gregory Helms mm. literally last night. Um, not in that way. Um, do we reckon they changed his name to Gregory Helms because they've already got a Shane? 
<laughs> Maybe. It wouldn't surprise me. I feel like that, but I'm not asking that. Was he not Gregory Helms in WCW? I have no idea. I think he was. Maybe. Yeah. I, don't know. I didn't watch WCW because it was shit. When you were born, it was terrible. Well, mm. I mean, actually, when you were born, it was it was probably its best period. But after you were born, <laughs> it was rubbish. Then Vince Russo happened. Yes. Um, Vince Russo has struck again. <laughs> Love that gift. <laughs> um, but yeah, Raw itself. I mean, we had Sigma, ba- Bailey and Sasha came out and spoke, and nothing really came of that. I mean, we didn't. Bailey. Uh, said that they were the first ever WWE Tag Team Champions. <laughs> yeah. which, let's face it, Bailey, is an absolute lie. Um, not something official. Uh, but who came out? Nia and Tamina. Yeah, if I skip this bit, <laughs> it was the only bit of Raw I actually skipped. <clears throat> I mean, and so it wasn't... they came out, I was like, screw it. And it wasn't, it wasn't terrible, but um, Aiden, you had some observations about Tamina Snooker, particularly... Um, which went down a treat on Twitter. Yeah. It's just, I, I never understood it. Because as a wrestler, you're meant to convey emotion. That's meant to be one of your strongest kind of features. Whereas yeah. a sports entertainer, rather. If you're not great in a ring, at least make it look entertaining. And there was a moment in the chamber match when um, <laughs> Corey Graves, I think like, um, it was after Nia Jax had thrown herself voluntarily through the pod because Bailey was nowhere near. Um, and Corey Gray said, "Ah, oh, we're, we're seeing something that we're not used to, or we're seeing a look that we're not used to here from Tamina because she looked kind of worried." But in my head, I went, "Any form of emotion is that what we're not used to?" So then, yeah, it's just the fact that she's like incapable of pulling any other facial expression other than just like, eh. Yeah, just like a little bit of a like, scowl. I, I can't really be asked to be here. Like, yeah. Just a bit annoyed. Like there was like a horrible smell hanging around. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Maybe that's nice. I just don't get it. That's always her face. Yeah, she's I just got, don't like her face. She's got the same face. But um, yeah, you tweeted something about that, and we had probably the best reply we've ever had to a tweet that we've ever said. Yeah, from Alex Watts at Watts Unfiltered, who put it perfectly. Said to me, his face. Looks like she just got accused of eating Susan's lunch from the fridge in the break room and knew that she's done it. <laughs> yeah. That pretty much perfectly sums it up to me. Yeah, I just don't get it. I don't get the whole Tamina. She can't even do a good splash. The splash is the worst thing about her. She basically lands on her feet. Someone else was like, I, I put that tweet out about her. That would be so disappointed. I put out that tweet about her looking mildly annoyed and someone was just like, yeah, she's got kids. I get it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a permanent state. Uh, but yeah, no. Well, it looks like she's caught, she's seen one of the kids picked up something and about to throw it, and she's given them the look to say, "Put put it down." <laughs> put it down. <laughs> yeah. Um, to me, it's just a not for me. Um, she should be on the future endeavor list. She should be. But then, what would Naya do? Botch. Botch, botch, botch. Um, what is it? The Samoan Tour House. Yeah. They call themselves. Samoan. Even though she's from Fiji. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so yeah, maybe, but that seems to be building a feud wise. But as we said earlier, like, is this going to be a raw thing? I think it's going to do be the a... opposite. Are they going to do Tamina and Jack with <laughs> yeah. a Melania? Imagine. <laughs> oh, God. oh, dear. Uh, but then we have Ruby versus Ronda for the second time in 24 hours. And this match was the match that should have happened at. Um, Elimination Chamber really 
the performance at least. I felt like having Sarah Logan and um, Liv Morgan at ringside was uh, a pretty important part. I feel like they could have maybe used done with that in the elimination chamber, but whatever. Um, and it was, this was a really good match, and, and actually Ruby hit her finish on Ronda twice, twice, um, which obviously makes Ronda look and the crowd went strong. Hmm? The crowd went mild. Hulkamania <laughs> um, was running mild that night. <laughs> and, you know, that for a little second, we thought, Ruby's going to win that shit. Did we? <laughs> because I didn't. No, we didn't. Um, but, you know, good match. Um, another good showing for Ronda. Another good showing for Ruby. Yeah. Um, I can guarantee, if Ruby Riot was to have won the title that night, in a couple of weeks' time, Seth Rollins would be in a match, and if he won, then he'd go on last at Mania. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Moving on from that, then. So, Raw, I mean, Raw was good. I just feel a crowd let, really let it down. Like, it was a good in-ring Ricochet, action. I think, got the best reaction of the night. Because he was the first one. Yeah, he was the first one. Like, him, and, him and Finn, obviously. That was good. Because like, no, after that, they first no fallout from the Lashley to, um, beating up Leo Rush. That was a bit weird. It was just like, oh, we're friends now. We're, we're, we're fine. Everything's fine. Um, it's fine. As the Black's debut was okay. A lot better on SmackDown, because I think, no disrespect to Elias, but having a competitor who can keep up with Alistair Black makes everything just instantly yeah, better. that match was really good. Um, and, yeah, DIY versus The Revival on Raw. Essentially, one of the best tag team matches I've ever seen in NXT. Revived. Hey. Pardon the pun on Raw in front of the deadest crowd I've ever seen. Yeah, I felt, I just felt really bad. I've never ever seen them two come out to such a bad audience. I know, man. They should have got such a reaction. Triple H announcing it should have got a great reaction. Let alone the yeah, it should have got an amazing reaction. But you know, well, there's only so much we can talk about with the bloody crowd. Um, Shitty laughing yet. Really I'm good. never going there, ever. <laughs> I don't think there's anything there to see. But um, really good match, as to be expected. All the NXT guys won. Mm. Um, and all the NXT guys won on SmackDown as well. Evans <laughs> um, was livid. Yeah. <laughs> he obviously didn't book the issue. Why, why, why didn't quite realise? Vince was nowhere near booking yeah, this yeah. week. I don't know. It must have been... He was in charge of catering this week. <laughs> it must have been some... Would have been why EC3 camera... was back there camera tricks or someone was standing on a box or something but Seamus and Cesaro backstage opposite Gargano and Ciampa even even Ciampa who's a little bit taller than Gargano didn't come up to Cesaro's chin yeah I think sure like they must have been kneeling or (laughs) like they must have been stood on a box or something because they look fucking massive well they are big Cesaro is a lot taller than you give him credit for what six foot four five max six four five yeah I wouldn't quite say just from estimating it off the top of my head that there'd be that much of a disparity. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, they look huge. I always forget about Champa and, well, mainly Champa, that, that he, he was in the Cruiserweight Classic. Like, he's a Cruiserweight. Yeah. <laughs> and so Gargano's an outset at 199 pounds, which to me just thinks, just round the fucking out. <laughs> 200. Um, but anyway, yeah. All great wrestlers anyway, so it doesn't really matter. They always did that Undertaker at 299 as well. Yeah. And there was a there was a botch and it looked sore. Oh yeah, so this is on SmackDown now. So we're moving on from Raw and terrible Lafayette crowd onto SmackDown and a much better New Orleans crowd, who I feel were like trying their best to make up for their yeah, working twice Louisiana neighbours, uh, working twice as hard to just make as much noise as they possibly can. 
instantly made the show like so much better so um alistair black versus uh, andrade really great match i i when alistair black came out i was like i wonder who he's gonna face and it came back from advert and then Andrade's music hit, and I was watching it at work, and I literally just went, yes! Because <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, well, I'm not getting any work done for the next half an hour, because I'm just going to sit and watch this match. And they gave, I feel like they gave all, all of the team, like, all of the NXT guys, a lot of time this week. Like, obviously, they had two matches each, which helps. Hmm. But, like, the matches on SmackDown, especially, were quality. We got to showcase everything really they could length. do, but didn't squash anyone. Yeah. Um, you would expect all like, competitive matches if you think if you think back to Andrade being NXT champion for instance losing it to Alistair Black in a really great competitive match like he moves up to the main roster he's not all of a sudden going to become shit without yeah, like exactly. a roll over him is he we would expect that this would be and a competitive it was, match it was, a good, it was a nice little side note that in that same arena at TakeOver yeah. he won the title That's from Andrade the belt, but yeah. did you know that um Andrade, back when he had other names, was also Alistair Black's first ever NXT opponent yeah, yeah, at Takeover true. San Antonio. Yeah, I did. So, all of the history in the world. That's, like, that's, a, that's and a, a good also history to be sort of call back on as well. Got when, halfway when, down the ramp, and I was like, Selena Vega, <laughs> going up against her husband. Yeah. What a bitch. She looked devastated that her husband won. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Bringing over the bacon, love. He's bringing um, home the winner's purse. Yes, well, not that that makes any difference in wrestling. Corey Graves mentions that all the time. Uh, it's an old thing, I think, that they used to mention quite a lot with Bobby Heenan and McGriddle. Kurt so. Hawkins must be broke. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Um, and Ronda Rousey must be deluded. Um, but yeah, SmackDown was infinitely better than Raw from a overall production show because of the crowd. Uh, in ring wise, both great. I thought, you know, Ricochet is amazing, by the way. I'm going to point out because I haven't spoken too much about Ricochet. Ricochet is great. On SmackDown as well, he got the best reaction. Yeah, definitely. I feel like they've got plans for him. There's no way that he can't succeed. Yeah. I've, thing is, though, I'll say that about pretty much all the... Gargano and Champa I have doubts about. Really? I don't yeah. have any doubts about Champa. He's got it nailed. He, he's, got him, he's got himself nailed. Yeah. But I don't think they'll nail him. Yeah. Um, Ricochet... Alistair Black, too good to fail. Yeah. Undisputed Era as a group, too good to fail. You would hope. Velveteen Dream I'll worry about. <laughs> but it happens. If it, if it happens. Yeah. Um, but Gargano, you think, might be one to fall through the cracks? Gargano and Champa, both of them. Mm. I just think that, like, especially after seeing them, I didn't, just, I just didn't realise how small they were. <laughs> Do you think that would be a problem? And it, it shouldn't make a difference. Because um, of who the champion is. Yeah, considering who champion is, but yeah, I'm just not sure. Mm. I I couldn't be more happy to be proved wrong, but yeah, yeah. out well, of out of the four, they're the the third and fourth placed bets for me. Which is a shame because they're both like I know Gargano isn't right now, but top tier champions in NXT. Yeah, um, but anyway, we'll move on from that. So, um, Matt, did you have any other thoughts on SmackDown this week? I did not. Fair enough. I thought it was a really great show. I thought Raw was really good, despite the crowd. And I'm really looking forward to see what they do with these NXT guys. I think that's the buzz now, isn't it? That's the buzz around the WWE universe. I hate that term. Um, what they're going to do with these NXT What's guys. What's the plan? Uh, if you think of how many like free agents there are at the minute, it's ridiculous. 
like who's on Raw, who's on SmackDown. There's about a list of ten people who we just don't know. Mm. And then you couple that with the part timers, including the injuries as well, and the injuries and the part timers who are on both, like Cena and Undertaker, and if he's even he may have retired Kane. this week, by the way, the Undertaker, but we don't know. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. DX in the Hall of Fame quickly before we go. What were we thinking of that? Good, bad, indifferent. I'm a bit indifferent about it. I don't have any problem with it. I think I think it's fine. Uh, trying is going in. A lot of people are clamouring for that. So um, good news. And now her. people are bitching that she's not going in not on going her own individually. Yeah, I thought this, and then I thought, well, what really did she do individually that's worth going in the Hall of Fame? But I guess she was a pioneer, so you know. Um, in the porn industry. <laughs> anyway, um, so Matt, I'm conscious that you've probably got to go soon, right? Yes. So we'll wrap it up right now. So. That's all we've got time for this week on the PWP. Um, but if you want to follow us on the Twitter and Instagram, it's at the underscore PWP. Aiden, where can they find you on Twitter? In the search bar, if you go to Aiden Bunker. <laughs> one word. Oh, one word. Matt, how about you? At the Bear and Bumby. At the Bear and Bumby. And you can find me at Sally Bunker 88 on Twitter. Um, thanks for the tweets this week, guys. Aiden, you're doing a great job on the old social media front. People are starting my best. interacting with us, which is good. I, I will, what I will say just briefly before we go is Friday night, Saturday night, whenever the whole Corey Graves thing came out, was some of the most fun I've ever had on Twitter. <laughs> it was my favourite night ever. Yeah. Uh, favourite night ever. Yeah, ever. That's a big claim. And on that bombshell then, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on the PWP. Um, and we, uh, we will see you next week.